Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Computer and Technology Radio. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we're here to bring you the latest news, reviews on everything tech-related. Whether you're a beginner or an expert, we are here for you. And uh, what's new, Marsha? Uh, nothing much. Nothing much. Just uh, trying to make it through. I got a big review today. You had a story about how, uh, how AI went wild and killed somebody. So I think we need to get right into the show because I mean, this is it, crazy. Yeah, it really is kind of crazy. Um, and All right. So oh, you, oh. you had this story about Amazon paying, has to pay a ton of money. I came up with a story saying they had to pay thirty million. You came up with a story saying five point eight million. Yeah, right. There were two different stories up there. Uh, Amazon is going to pay over thirty million in FTC settlements over Ring and Alexa privacy violations. Wow, big surprise, right? Uh, the unit will pay five point five million to settle with the FTC, and they'll pay twenty five million to settle a private suit over Alexa. That this is shocking, Marcia. They're listening to us. They're watching us. Well, that's not possible, right? <laughs> I unplugged mine. I really did. I just didn't. And to me, it just uh, symbolizes Amazon. I still use a Fire Stick, but that is the only product of Amazon's that I use. Period. I mean, I use Alexa, but I have um, a piece of tape over the uh, camera. So, you know, I cover the camera. Uh, I don't have any, as we've talked about on the show a million times, uh, I don't uh, have any devices that point inward to my house. Right. Well, that's the thing. And I have an echo because I never right. put a, I wouldn't put a camera into, I'm not even taping over it. It's just right. not going to happen. Yeah. Right. Um, but you're right. People are putting cameras inside their houses, which is frankly a big mistake. Everybody enjoys, oh, look after the crime. There's this picture of the guy yeah. robbing the house. Well, bottom line, he doesn't stand in front of the camera and pose. No. You can never, uh, I look at those, you see him on TV. You ever recognize, could you possibly recognize the guy? Often not. <laughs> you know, uh, most of the uh, cameras are not that good quality. You know, there are some good ones out there. You can get a really higher quality HD camera and probably recognize. But when you're buying an, a, you know, an, a ring doorbell or something like that, if you're not buying a good one, you're not getting a clear picture. Yeah, we have 14 uh, high definition cameras outside of the house. Mm -hmm. And they're triggered when there's movement. So, yeah, bird flies by. <laughs> yes, sometimes it's a little ridiculous. Well, right. But we know who it is. And and the privacy suit also alleges that they were looking at the videos. And it's not just voice. Yeah, that's creepy. You know, and they were talking back to the kids. You know, it's the employees. I don't know. Maybe they should be specifically uh, privacy people. They were giving third-party contractors access to customer videos. Even And it says even when it was in, unnecessary to perform their jobs. I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous. I don't even know what else to say. It's completely ridiculous. 
Uh, Talk about invasion of privacy. Well, in one instance, a Ring employee allegedly (laughs) viewed thousands of videos from at least 81 different female users from cameras labeled for use in intimate spaces like master bedroom, master bathroom, spy cam. So if you're going to name your cameras, at least... Think up something that some pervert isn't going to want to view your videos. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's just a terrible story, and uh, it's not enough money, no it matter isn't. what amount of money they well, find. The thing, I don't think the people are going to get any money, really. No, it doesn't say anything about anybody. Where the, the hell does the money always go? <laughs> Where does yeah. the money always go? You hear about these big lawsuits. Yep, exactly. Uh, 30 nobody... million, let's see. It doesn't say, I see anything in here that says it's going to human people. Exactly. As our next story, another um, legal suit. This one was against Apple. Yep. A federal judge in California approved a $50 million settlement over Apple's bad butterfly keyboard. Now, did you have a MacBook who had the. No, I don't use Macs at all. Okay. I don't don't have any. I, I do have one laying around from 100 years ago that Apple sent to me years ago to test. But uh, no, I don't use I don't use Apple at all. Well, it seems that the scissor switch design um, in the MacBook Pro 2019 was not good, and they didn't replace them, and they didn't fix them. So, to just in the final arguments of the lawyers. Of course, they said the settlement wasn't fair to MacBook owners who'd never mm-hmm. repaired their failed keyboards because supposedly they were going to get some sort of reimbursement or that the $125 offered to those who'd had to pay for replacement wasn't enough to cover the cost of repairs. Yeah, 86,000 people filed claims in this lawsuit. So here, customers screwed one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you have a 2019 16-inch MacBook Pro and you paid for the reviews, sorry. Well, it does say that, I don't know what this means, Apple settlement doesn't include an admission of wrongdoing, but will pay some people, some get it, up to $395 to cover repair costs. Yeah, was, somebody's going to get screwed, I bet you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a guy, uh, Casey Johnson, wrote in the outline, uh, the new MacBook keyboard is ruining my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, yeah, so that's a fifty, another $50 million, which is like you and I carrying, you know, 50 cents in our pocket. Right, right. Although, um, I, I forget, Kurt was in some class action suit, and he got a check for $700. That's unusual. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Okay, I think yeah. it was it was a Porsche thing. I'm not sure. I'm not saying anything. You know what? I got something similar too. Volkswagen had a big. Well, uh, there you go. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. They owned, they owned a lot of different companies and vehicles, and mm-hmm. Volkswagen surprisingly makes a lot of different cars. Uh, so that was probably it. I got a check for that as well. Um. Okay. So now we've got AI news, yes. and there's so much AI news that we can't possibly cover it. So I think we're going to give you some of the more bizarre things that we've seen. Right. I came across a lawyer used chat GPT, okay, in preparing his case and a filing complaint against a Colombian airline, Avianca, Mm -hmm. cited six cases that didn't exist (laughs) in the moving papers. That's crazy. Um. 
But the lawyer told, working for the plaintiff told the court that chat GPT said they were real. Okay, well, then they must be real. <laughs> they, you know what Abraham Lincoln said? Anything you read on the Internet is true. That's right. So they went through and they tried to cross-reference the cases in Westlaw, which is a reference for lawyers, and mm-hmm. LexisNexis. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple were real. And then they kept looking and looking, and I'm not going to go through all the different cases. But no, no, it just made it up. Well, that seems okay if you don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's a little scary, I have to say. And the in the Verge, they published the judge's the judge's request for hearing mm-hmm. because he pointed out all the ways the lawyer's brief was an absolute lie fest. So if you're if you have a lawyer and you see Chat Chat GPT open on their desk, mm-hmm. change lawyers. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny. Yeah, that definitely needs some work there. So uh, what else you got in AI, or should we move on? Oh, well, no. We had this AI news is great. And and the next one after this one's even better. Um, resumes. Uh, people are applying for jobs, having mm-hmm. chat GPT created resumes. Mm-hmm. And even the the letter that goes along with the resume. Right. And college seniors are doing this, and they're all gleefully doing this. Um, and yeah, they can be a helpful thing, but unfortunately, the people who see resumes and all that know what they're doing. They've seen enough of what's real and what isn't. And uh, 39% of HR professionals said the use of AI tech during hiring is a deal breaker. That's crazy. So... I mean, it kind of reminds me of the story years ago, our dear friend who used to co-host with me, Mark Aliski, who we lost a number of years ago. Uh, my wife, we, we used to kid around that my wife was a brain surgeon. And one day he went home and he created a degree on the computer. Now, this is, you know, 10, 12 years ago. And it was a degree in brain ago. surgery <laughs> from, I think it was Harvard. She still has it. And the funny part of the story is she goes to one of these swap meets and she buys a necklace or something. And the they're calculating out the discount on the necklace. And the girl is, you know, on her calculator trying to figure out what the discount is. And Leslie says, oh, it's like, you know, $12.32. She says, how did you do that? She goes, well, I'm a brain surgeon. And the girl says, oh, really? That must be a really interesting job. So now she does brain surgery. On weekends, if anybody needs it. Well, according to the report about these resumes, 47% of college seniors are interested in using ChatGPT or or other AI bots to write their resumes. And 25% of Gen Z have already used them to write the resumes and cover letters. Yeah, not surprised. I mean, if you're going to do that, you have to get a program because they're out there that will read your chat GPT, you know, thesis, whatever it is, and tell you whether it appears to be from chat GPT. Yeah, I mean, it's helpful to give you an idea of what to put in, but certainly don't use it because they're being recognized. Oh, yeah. Um, It can help you, you know, put together ideas and verbiage and stuff like that. 
But these people are copying and pasting, and the recruiters are just turning them down immediately. Yep. So yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Now, the icing on the cake of our AI stories this week, and literally the icing on the cake, is the one you found about AI drones. I mean, yeah, this was really uh, interesting. Uh, uh, Apparently, someone by the name of uh, Colonel Hamilton uh, <laughs> now says he misspoke during a presentation that the AI controlled drone mission simulator was actually a hypothetical thought experience from outside the military. Well, what's this all about? Apparently, it ran a simulation and the AI drone uh, decided that it was going to kill the human. So it was an AI drone, an AI-enabled drone, decided to kill its human operator during a mission simulation because it proved the best way to score points. So yikes! I mean, that's a little scary. We all remember what was the movie with the Matthew uh, Broderick about the nuclear weapons? Of oh gosh, I can't remember where the where in those days it wasn't called AI. But it was, you know, computer-based, and the computers took over the world nuclear-based and launched missiles all over the place. Yeah. And not, not too far off from what the story is saying. You know, do you want a robot in your home now, knowing that it might kill you? No, I just, well, you know, we didn't plan on getting into it, but you know all the warnings people are getting about the use of AI? Oh, sure. And, and that it could be en the end of humanity, right. which sounds a little dramatic, but if you start thinking this through, and that uh, this drone decided uh, it was the yeah. smartest thing to kill the human operator, uh, and the truth it, is, it can it go out sense. of. I've seen the movies. <laughs> it's been in the movies forever, right? Yeah, of course. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you know, the you always as a you know, if you're a gamer, you're always looking for the best way to kill people in your war games. So apparently killing the operators makes a lot of sense, I guess. Apparently the Air Force is working on something called the Cyborg Project that involves development of unmanned combat aerial vehicles, UCAVs, uh, that will accompany manned fighter aircraft. Uh, the AI controls the Cyborg UCAV. Uh, it says they have to work the kinks out, which yeah, is you a think? little frightening. A little but, frightening. But you uh, see the thing, the, that it learns upon itself. Yeah. It's machine learning. It is. You can't, if you want it to learn, you can't stop. Oh, don't learn this part. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's interesting. So I probably won't want to get a drone or a robot in my house at any day. I mean, how many movies, like you say, have we seen where the right? robot turns on the person? Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's, a, that's a little exciting. I mean, a little distressing, rather not exciting. A very distressing. Yeah. Uh, what about AI? Uh, then you got the story about eBay and oh, AI. Well, this was hysterical. Hysterical for me because, as many of our listeners know, I wrote eBay for Dummies. I'm an active seller on eBay. I love – it's my hobby. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like to do it full time because yeah. it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Um, but they decided they were going to step into AI – and I'm looking for the quote that what they were going to do is they were going to have the descriptions be written by AI. Okay. Which, uh, that that's a little crazy, to be honest with you, because I'm not going to look it up right now. But in the eBay terms of service and what they tell you when you're listing your item, 
mm-hmm. is that I oh, hear I found it. Um, and this is what I tweeted this week. Quote, sellers are responsible for providing accurate and consistent details regarding their items, including okay. item condition and product details. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and then kill the operator. <laughs> yeah, right. Kill the operator. Yeah, full um, speed ahead. And I tweeted that, and somebody else mentioned the story, and two days later they stopped it. Wow. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, good for you, So Marcia. the generative AI functionality on the listing mm-hmm. is no longer there, but the website did say things like, saves precious time. Simply okay. tap use AI description, and you can make, still make edits or write your own. Okay. Add important details, but it's not always perfect. Make sure everything looks correct before listing your item. Right. Uh, but, 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 Chat GPT imagines things, and that's one of the problems with it. So, there you go. Okay. Hey, so you've—I uh, know you've been talking about this OnePlus Pad for a while, um, and you've reviewed it. So, what do you think? Um, you know, it's. Uh, Interesting. I, I was going to give a little bit more eBay news, but let me go into the, oh, okay. the OnePlus Pad uh, since you started. I was really excited about the Google Pixel tablet. Mm-hmm. As you know, I mean, it was going to be the Google's first tablet in years. Um, I find Samsung's are fine, mm-hmm. but they're very expensive and they're very big. You know, Kurt has like the iPad Pro, like you probably have yeah. this big yeah, honk at the inch, right. big big thing. Yep. And that just not for me. I wanted a small yet powerful one. So I was all excited. Google rolled it out, everything. Yay. And then I started going over the specs. Yes, it says 12 hours of battery life. And indeed, the battery is 7,020 milliampers. Okay. Okay. Um, And it says... The refresh rate is 60 hertz. Now, most phones are 90 hertz. Right. That's right. I mean, so how, and you've got a bigger screen. And just so you know, folks, hertz means how fast the keyboard refreshes. Right. If you're a gamer, you're going to have a lot of problem trying to play a game on 60 hertz and be able to see what's going on on the screen. Okay. And because I spend a lot of hours reading on a tablet. Mm-hmm. it's important for me to have a good display. So not only that, but the resolution was 1600 by 2560. Not so great. Eh, eh, you know, what can I say? Then I see the OnePlus pad launch and it's just starting to ship now. And I called OnePlus and they loaned me one for testing. And... I got to tell you, what a great pad. Now, they're both about 11 inches. You know, like what? (sighs) Yeah, 10 by 6.5, 10 by 7. A little smaller than the iPad Pro, which is 12.9. Yeah, these are are small. Um, But the 60 hertz that you get in the Google Pixel tablet, Mm -hmm. when you're dealing with the iPad, uh, excuse me, the refresh rate on the OnePlus is 144 hertz hmm. on an LCD display. I mean, that, yeah, that's good. that is fantastic. 
Plus, it has the OnePlus charging system, which is a 67-watt Super VOOC charging. I don't know what VOOC stands for, but I know it was running low, so I plugged it in, and like 15, 20 minutes later, I go to it, and it's almost at 100%. Wow. That's very insane. Now, I must admit the cable they send with you is super heavy duty. (laughs) It looks to me like maybe something you'd use in the space program. It's it's a heavy duty cable. Um, But the battery versus the Google Pixel, which is 720, the battery is 9,510 milliampere's. Okay. That's a big difference. That is a big difference. It's a big difference. Um, And the Google Pixel tablet didn't come with a keyboard, although there's rumors that a keyboard and a stylus might come out. Well, but it's Google. Why don't you just launch everything all at once, please? Let people know what you got. Yeah, exactly. Um, The OnePlus Pad did launch with a keyboard. For one forty nine extra, because not everybody wants a keyboard, okay. and I have to admit the keyboard that um, and stand is much better than the keyboard that I used on the Microsoft. What was it called? You know that tablet? No, Surface tablet. Surface, yeah, yeah. the Surface. Right. Which I didn't like the keyboard. It was too mushy. This is a nice crisp keyboard. Um, I enjoyed using using it. I. I kind of use the stylus, but I'm not going to be drawing any pictures. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's not something I want to really do. Um, they work both weigh about a pound. Uh, memory, 128 gigabytes okay. and 8 gigabytes of RAM, mm-hmm. which is you know, not bad. They also have 256, I believe, that's available. Uh, and the same thing on the... Uh, um, 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 pixel tablet and the the video on the excuse me one plus is 4k at 30 frames per minute okay the pixel tablet is 1080p at 30 frames per minute yeah uh back to the one plus it's 1080p at 30 frames per minute just like uh, the other one but, you know, it's, you've got more options. Um, the selfie camera is 8 megapixels, which is the same on both. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I can tell everybody, you know, what the CPU and the GPU are. But, you know, we don't buy it for that. Right. Speakers, amazing. I tested it out playing some YouTube music videos. Made a big difference. Both of them have four speakers. Uh, but the OnePlus tab has Dolby Atmos, mm-hmm. and the sound is amazing. I played it for some friends of mine in the music business, and frankly, they couldn't believe how good it was because it really, it really was that good. It's got USB Type C connector, as one would expect, and Bluetooth, of course, for your headphones. Mm-hmm. Neither of one, neither of them have a plug-in for headset, but you can always buy that little $10 gizmo that plugs into the USB, the little right. dongle, right. and and plug it in. So so that's it. Uh, the OnePlus pad comes in a color called Halo Green. You know, I don't know if this is why, but the Microsoft game Halo 
has oh. maybe some green involved in the game, and that might maybe. be where that came from. Um, and the Pixel tablet comes in porcelain, hazel, and rose. But the bottom line is you're going to put a jacket on it. <laughs> you're you're right. going to put a case on it. Right. And remember how I, I still care about the color of laptops, but for tablets and phones, I don't care what color I get because I can buy a really pretty case for it yeah. and be happy. The OnePlus pad is only four seventy nine, which I think is a great deal. Yeah, that sounds like it. Uh, that, it's just for the price, everything you get, and it's so fast. The the refresh rate, switching from you know horizontal landscape to mm-hmm. vertical portrait, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. There's no pause. There's no nothing. Uh, so I have to tell you, looking at them. I'm going to buy a OnePlus pad. I think uh, the Pixel tablet is four ninety nine, mm-hmm. so it's a twenty dollar difference. So you know that's kind of. Eh, eh. I'm just a big fan. I don't like the idea they were selling the Google Pixel pad as it comes, you know, in a sp- charging speaker dock. Right. Well, but uh, are you always going to be there? Right where the speaker dock is? No. You're not going to want to play the music in the living room or the bedroom or the dining room or somewhere else? So, you know, that's... What, are you going to schlep it around the house? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the fact that the sound is right there in the device, you've got crisp, beautiful movies. The cameras are really good. I tested out the camera. The the Let me see. The rear camera is 13 megapixels, which is right on par for what it should be for a tablet. And we, you know, you don't need a bajillion, we've talked about it before, megapixels. So I'm just really happy with it. And yeah, it like it. I'm going to buy, my advice is, sorry, Google, well, you didn't like yeah. me before, so you're not going to yeah, like okay, me. Even though I wrote the book on Android, you still have no love. Yep. But um, the, the screen, everything is just so much better. So okay. well, OnePlus Pad, if you're looking for an Android tablet, I highly recommend it. It's really good. All right. Well, thank you for that review. <laughs> um, so we had, um, this is the heavy-duty computerish show, Computex, uh, 2023. Uh, and it's been since 2019 since the event came, and, of course, pandemic and such. And this is more heavy-duty, you know, computers and things that are not f- as much fun as an iPad or as an iPhone or something like that. Uh, so they came out with some of their uh, new things. There's the best new laptop computer, the MSI Raider GE78HX Smart Touchpad. That's with their top new uh, laptop computer. If you're looking for a you know reasonably heavy-duty comp- computer because it sells for, get ready, $2,699. Well, you know, nobody's going to buy that anymore. Yeah, it's just I mean, not going to happen. It's expensive. Well, it comes with seven. Uh, it's an AMD Ryzen seven thousand chip. So you know, if you're as you talked about, if you're a gamer, or you're somebody that wants a really high end computer, that's probably what you're looking for. Most average person, you're right, Marsha, is not going to spend twenty seven hundred bucks today on a laptop when you can buy one for five hundred that works pretty well. Uh, they came out with a new desktop, the Zotac, and I'm not familiar with this Zotac Z Box. Uh, with what they call AirJet, and it's a mini, tiny pocket, mini PC 
Um, and that one sells for about 500 bucks. So it's a, just a little mini unit that I guess you plug in your monitor to it, and that works. Uh, their best display unit uh, was a it's a good-sized unit here. This thing is the AS Rock, which I've never heard of, PG558KF. And that, let me see how big that is, because from the picture, it actually looks pretty large. Let's see. It is a 55-inch IPS flat panel display, 7,680 by 4,320. And that, you're talking about heavy-duty displays when you're talking about those kind of numbers. Yeah, but um, when you're talking those kind of numbers, we, you know, we just talked about a tablet that has 2,000 by 2,800, right. and it's 11 inches. So I'm that may be 8K. Yeah, could be. But, you know, that's a good resolution of density that they have at 160 pixels per inch. Yeah. But, you know, none of this stuff that's going to be in the in this show, which is a great show, Computex, mm-hmm. it was in Taiwan. By the time this stuff ever get Taipei, right? By the time it ever gets to market, we're we're not going to see it. Yeah, I mean, probably not. Not, and these are expensive items. Yeah, they are expensive items, and uh, the, they came out one one last item, which is uh, Asus, who we know uh, has their expert Wi-Fi router and access points. So, you know, and and routers do make a difference and can make a difference in your speed. So I don't know when or where or how much it's going to be for that uh, device. But a lot lot of that, you know, heavy-duty tech guys, it's the nerdy of the nerdiest that attend this kind of show. This is not CES. I mean, this is not not the normal stuff we review. So since we're talking about stuff, and I need to get back to this, um... Our president and government passed the 2023 Omnibus Bill, and it requires online marketplaces to verify seller identity and contact information and, in some cases, provide that contact information to buyers in an effort to clamp down on fraud. Okay. Okay? So, if you are selling online, and that means Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or anybody... They are going to have your information available for customers. Mm -hmm. Um, On eBay, they say a high-volume seller is someone who has sold 200 or more new items totaling more than $5,000 in a 12-month consecutive period over the previous 24 months on the U.S. site. And honestly, if you're selling on eBay, that's not hard to do. Mm -hmm. So... If you reach an annual tw- total revenue of 20000 they're required to include your name or company name and full physical address in purchase confirmation emails and order details. I mean, just think about that. Yeah. Um, they've already collected your data, and now they're going to sh- ship it out on... And, and that was the whole great thing about selling on eBay and Etsy and Mercari and everything... You know, nobody knows your return address until they return the label, and generally they throw that away. Right. So, but there are exceptions. And if you are doing business from home, and it's a residential address, only your state and country will be shown. And that is very important. You have, I think, until June to do this. And you go to ebay.com slash seller central slash resources 
slash Inform Consumers Act. And on that page, there's a bar that says Request an Exemption. Mm-hmm. So that, And if you get your exemption, only your company name and city will be shown on the invoices. This is really important for privacy. Yeah, that is important. So okay, I well, recommend you do that and replay it again so you'll have the URL. Just do it right away. Even if you're not selling at those levels now, just get the exemption now. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so we're coming up to Father's Day, not too long off. Uh, I got married on Father's Day. Uh, I don't remember what I mean, what the date is this year for Father's Day, but uh, it's a fun time of year. And if you're looking for uh, gifts you can get for Dad, a couple of inexpensive things. There's a uh, and all men, by the way, Marsha, love these twelve-in-one hammer multi-tool things. Yeah, that, you know, I, like Leatherman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I like these. I have one similar to this. It's got you know the twelve-in-one tools. It comes. By with the way, it's Sunday, July eighteenth. Thank you. Uh, and we got married on July twentieth, Sunday. Um, so it includes a hammer, a nail puller, pliers, wire cutter. I don't know how many people actually ever cut wires, but, uh, you know, can run around the house and being as in the days of, uh, home improvement with, you know, more power. So everybody, every guy wants to have these. Do you want one of these for yourself, Marcia? No. See, there you go. No, I have a little Leatherman woman's thing for my purse. It has a scissors. It has a knife. It has, I'm good. I don't need a lot of tools to carry around. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And probably nobody else does either, but what the heck. Uh, also, there's a uh, what's called the 3M work, work Tunes, excuse me, a hearing protector. And it looks like a you know, headset. And if you're, say, your dad's working with heavy machinery or needs something to protect his ears, you can get it. This is made by 3M. They have Bluetooth technology, connects to the phone or any Bluetooth-enabled device. Uh, there's an integrated microphone for hands-free calls and even an AM, FM radio. AM radio, there you go. Uh, so that's nice, and that only sells for $76. That That's not bad, although yeah. couldn't they use their um, noise-canceling headphones? I mean, I guess so. This must have some kind of heavy-duty But protection. it's cool that it has AM radio in it, so yeah, that is, that, that that's is a selling nice. point for me. Yeah, for those who live in an area, hurricane, earthquake, whatever, like we do, uh, there's the FOSS-powered emergency weather radio uh it gives you let's see 2000 amp power bank a micro usb port a solar panel so it charges uh flashlight weather broadcast and sos alarms that sells for 30 bucks so that's nice for dad i got one like that right on my desk right here yeah they're great yeah that's we always always keep them i think these are great ideas for father's day yeah they're really good uh, and then, okay, so that's for okay. Father's Day. Now, do you want to talk about this hidden Netflix thing? Well, I think this is important because I had no idea. Did you have any idea? No, I did not. Uh, it seems, according to Tom's guide, that Netflix has hidden test screens that you can calibrate your TV with. Now, my eyes aren't that good, and so I don't really care. But here you go. Here are the steps to do it. Sign into your Netflix account. And then you select a chart. I assume that there's going to be a chart somewhere. Um, There you can know how to set up your smart TV. You don't have to use it. Um, But that's a great idea. But there are charts and you can find them on your Netflix account. You select a chart, add it to your list. 
then launch Netflix on a TV. So you have to sign into Netflix on a desktop in a browser. Select one of the charts. Um, and just so you know, visit www.netflix.com gb slash gb slash title slash 8001-8499. And then you'll sign into that part. And then you'll be able to see the different charts. You add it to your lists, then run over to your TV and launch Netflix. And on the Netflix app, you're going to see, go to my list section. And you never had that before. And now you got one. It says test patterns. And then you can adjust the brightness, select the black box in the upper left part of the screen. And you'll be able to move around with the remote and the whole thing to adjust the contrast, the brightness, the color saturation, adjust the sharpness. I think this is great. I mean, then it'll definitely be in alignment. I don't care, but a lot of people do. <laughs> and maybe adjusting your dad's TV for Father's Day might be a cool thing. So just go to Netflix and go to that page I told you, www.netflix.com slash GB slash title slash 8001-8499 in a web browser and take it from there. And you do this and magically, I guess your TV will look much better. <laughs> so, Mark, what else have you got? Yeah, I can't hear Mark. I can see his lips moving, but I can't see Mark. I'm not getting any sound. Here I am, yes. There you are. Okay. So, yes, uh, I've done that before with uh, test kits, and they can be very expensive to buy these test kits. So, oh, cool. Um, that's a so this is this it. is a thing, and that would be a good Father's Day gift, right? Yeah, I mean, you go exactly. over and fix Dad's TV. There you go. Uh, okay, so let's talk movies. Uh, top 10 this week. Again, and just so you one. know, we want to tell you, we use realgood.com as our reference point because mm -hmm. they actually measure these every week. And you can go to their website and look them up, too. Yeah. So uh, moving up the charts, I guess this movie must be pretty decent. I haven't watched it. I haven't any much desire to watch. But it's uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Honor Among Thieves. That's number one. Number two we've talked about before is Air. Love which, Air. Everybody I know movie. who has seen Air loves it. Yep, good movie. They do. Uh, I did just watch Shazam. Uh, it was entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I thought it was um, a fun movie, and it's worth watching. Uh, I watched Missing. How was that? What's it about? It was about? good. It was good. It was very interesting. About, What's it a, about? a girl whose mother disappears, and she mm -hmm. tries to find her mom. So it, I, I liked it. It was very entertaining. Uh, next is Ant Man and Wasp. Didn't love it. Didn't think it was particularly good. Uh, Spider Man. I don't know what version is into the. This is it. I think it's a new one. Yeah, it's into the something, but it's being blocked on the screen, so I can't see what it's. And, but Spider-Man movies have usually been pretty good. Uh, I've talked about The Mother, which I thoroughly enjoyed with Jennifer Lopez as kind of a kick-ass uh, assassin. Uh, I have not yet seen A Man Called Otto, but I understand it's extremely good. Um, 3,000 Years of Longing. 
That sounds depressing. Yeah, I don't know about that. And the last one is reality, and I don't know anything about that. That even sounds more depressing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, reality is definitely more depressing. No question about that. So what do you got in TV? Now, on TV shows, I think this is interesting because I've heard that people hate this, and yet it's number one. Arnold Schwarzenegger in FUBAR. Yeah. And that's an old computer term. You can search for the meaning online. Yes, exactly. And uh, it's number one. You know, yeah. maybe I'll go watch it tonight. I think I'll watch some of it. I mean, I've always liked Schwarzenegger. Don't don't love him as a person, but like him as an actor. Right. So that's kind of fun. So, guy, yeah, he's a nice guy. He was a good governor. And, oh, yeah? uh, and uh, then we had From as number two. I have no idea, but it looks scary to me. Yeah, it does a horror, not look funny. Yeah, it's series, I think. Now, Silo. Uh, again, this is a show about people living in a silo after some ap- apocalypse that happens, and they have Sounds to live cheery. in a silo. Yeah, it, it it doesn't sound happy at all. No. Succession, everybody is banging the drum about Succession. They've aired all their episodes, so if yep. you start watching now, you can breeze Binge all the, the way one. through. Yeah. Ted Lasso showed their, that's number five, showed the last episode last week. It was tough. I cried. I love that Oh, show. my gosh. Well, the song that was played in the second to the last episode mm-hmm. by Sam Ryder, mm-hmm. Um, about winning and losing. Yeah, man, I looked him up. If you, I, I don't know the name of the song, but it's the artist's name is Sam Ryder. What an amazing song! Within one day of that show playing, it became the highest Shazammed song. Wow! In history, like I mean, if you, eighty-one if, million people. <laughs> if you have not seen Ted Lasso, I tell you, it is one of the finest shows I've ever seen. And I'm heartbroken that Jason Jason Sudeikis is bringing it to an end. Yeah. But I would bet you right now money that it will be back. Or they're talking about spinoffs. You know, well, it very... would be a spinoff. It has yeah. to be a spinoff. Yeah, because I don't know that he's coming back. But uh, And I don't want to tell anybody about how, okay. the, how it ended. Okay, but don't was... say a word. No. AFC Richmond tweeted on Twitter, we're saving a seat for you, Ted. So I, I think Aww. if they're saving a seat, then next oh, one cute. is jury duty, which yep. seems interesting. Although, if I don't want and don't enjoy being on a jury, I don't see. I want to see a show about it. Then platonic, which looks like a couple of middle-aged people who fall in love, but they're platonic. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rose Byrne and uh, I can't think of the other guy's name. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The other guy. Then Barry. That was that, an entertaining series. I watched the first couple of seasons. Good. Citadel. Haven't seen it. And Love and Death at number 10. So yeah, that is the wrap-up for the uh, streaming. That's well, it. Well, there you go. And I think that's what pretty much a wrap-up for us today. It is. And, and who knew that we were going to fill a whole show again? Wow. There you go. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to uh, seeing you and hearing you next weekend. So have a good one. Yeah, this is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen on WS Radio. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed our show. We love doing it for you. Uh, We'll be back next week, every Sunday morning. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.